Hey guys, it's your favorite introverted homegirl, Ty. And we're back for the season finale. Yep, season one finale, damn. <laughs> of the Normal Black Girl podcast, y'all. I know y'all been anticipating this. I first want to shout out to all my listeners. I actually had a goal, if you are following me from the very beginning, I had a goal of 5K streams for my first season guys know I started this back in March so we're in month four and I just want to say thank you guys so much I'm ending this this season finale or going into the season finale episode with 5.6k streams I greatly appreciate y'all so much y'all just don't understand like your girl has been in a creative rut I've been with this purse line and the cleaning business and relaunching my skincare I've been in a creative rush. Like, I, I know I, I want to do all this stuff, but just getting it done has been a lot. But I've been definitely catering to my baby as far as this podcast. I call this podcast my baby. You're not pregnant yet, but i just been, this is my baby. All my businesses are my baby, but this right here is my, my, my baby. This is the one that I stay consistent with the most. So I definitely want to make sure I get this episode out to you guys. I don't have my special guest. Our com- like a conflict with our schedules didn't work, so I am in. I am ending this season with myself, just like I began began it with myself. Hopefully, season two. You know, I do have people interested. I just want to make sure that our schedules align. But I am going to get us some guests in here. But I want to end this season with lessons that I've learned in my twenties. Or lessons I've learned in life in general. Not even in my 20s, but 20s are the most crucial period because you're entering in adulthood in your 20s and you're, you should hopefully have somewhat of a pattern, an efficient pattern, a good pattern by the end of your 20s. You know, to fulfill the rest of your life, you just putting down... 20s is your foundation. Let me put it like that. Your 20s is your foundation. So... I want to say the first lesson that I wish I would have known entering in my 20s that I've learned in my 20s is financial intelligence. When I was young, you know, going to college, I was working a full-time job. I didn't have the honor of staying on campus. My parents, you know, I pretty much got myself through college. I paid for my own application and all that stuff. So I would say financial intelligence. If you are in college you know, and you are getting financial aid. Luckily, I have financial aid, and we know those financial aid refunds are something that comes in handy, especially for students who doesn't have the luxury of staying on campus or have other outside bills. Me, personally, I didn't have that luxury. I had other outside bills, so I couldn't just go to school. I I had to make a car payment, pay my own car insurance, you know, I was paying rent, even though it was a student apartment, I was paying rent. It was a lot. And then I had a newer car. I had a Kia Forte, a 2015 Kia Forte. And my car payments were expensive. And I wish during that time, my grandmother had told me not to get it. She co-signed for me to get it. And I wish she would have just said, hey, you know, I don't think you're ready for this. Even though, you know, you feel like you may be, you're working a job and all that stuff, 
it, it's a lot and it was a lot for me and I actually end up losing that car I I went ahead and turn it in because I just couldn't handle the payments you know I think it's called a self-repo or a turn something like that but I end up returning the car and it was just too much my car payment was like four hundred dollars four hundred four hundred and sixty four dollars a month plus my car insurance was at that time like two seventy something because I was young and that was a new car and then I had rent even though student rent was like three hundred it was like three hundred and fifty dollars so right then and there with just those three was about a thousand dollars a month for a college student working full-time and at that time I was working at cookout making eleven dollars an hour and I would say those refund checks you you don't have to you don't have to spend it all what I did was I paid my rent ahead for a couple months paid my car insurance ahead for a couple months but be like I know a lot and a lot of times too with my refunds I blew it on shit that I didn't need I'm not gonna lie to you I blew it on shit that I didn't need getting clothes and shoes and yeah like it's nice to have but I didn't need that shit be financially intelligent get you a budget you know make you a budget for each month it's okay to go over budget but don't be extreme you want to be lenient with your budget but not extreme have a savings account I just got a savings account like a year ago Have a savings account. Invest in stock. Invest in your craft. Something. Find you multiple streams of income. Passive income if you can. Making a podcast. My podcast. I get sponsored. That's passive income. I'm not. I'm not an influencer yet. You would say so. I'm not making big money, but I'm making something. It's there in case I want to cash out and I need extra cash. Or you know, sometimes I'll do Instacart. Instacart is something efficient on my off days. If I'm not cleaning the house, if I'm not recording my podcast, I'm just chilling. I'll do some Instacart orders, or I'll probably do some reviews on my YouTube. They're like I said, they're not making big money right now, and I'm not currently invested all the way into my YouTube. But once I wrap up this podcast, I'm going to give myself a break until August and I'll be back to my podcast for season two. Like you guys know, the Ass Fuck series coming in that's influenced by Issa Rae. So that will give me time enough to get my YouTube up and started and hopefully consistent. So definitely be financially intelligent with your money, guys. Start now, especially if you're 18 Start now, get you a, an account, get you an, a checking account, a savings account, and then an also, I think they want to call it, um, uh, freak, what is it called? It's a savings account, but you can't touch the funds, and it will actually grow interest in a high-yield savings account, that's called, a high-yield savings account. They're, they're not much to start, $25, anything you put in there, you let it sit and don't touch it will add money, like a small percentage, but it will add up. Also, in my 20s, I learned, you know, you got to have, with financial intelligence, you got to have self-discipline. Without self-discipline, 
things ain't gonna get done the way you want them to get done. You gotta be able to sacrifice a lot of shit. Going out, yeah, going out, having a good time with your friends, you can do that. But also, when you go out, you ain't gotta spend all this fucking money when you go out on liquor and shit. Like, be smart with your stuff. Be smart with your money. Be smart with yourself. Have self-discipline, like... Just because, you know, you're doing stuff. Even when it comes to, like, sex. I've actually became to a point in life right now where just having sex doesn't do anything for me. Like, if we're not connected in an emotional way or a mental way, like, some type of mentally, if you're not there for mentally, you know, emotionally, the the physical is, like, unattractive to me. Because sex, you can get sex from anywhere. At this point in the game... I'm good, like, because I've learned that when people have sex, they have sex, like, you're really not disciplining yourself, like, it's just a lust, you know how you want shit, but you know you don't need it, but you just want to do it because you can, I ain't, yeah, that's that, but leading into that, I would say I also learned in my my 20s that you got to learn how to self-pleasure if you don't know how to really pleasure yourself you don't your partner you're not gonna know you know how to tell your partner what you like or even if you do like even if your partner knows what you like you they have this power especially as a woman and when men hit certain spots when we have sex, we just fall in love. Like, oh, we want you to keep doing that for us. We want you to keep giving us that. But when you learn how to masturbate yourself, like, and you learn how to really fuck yourself, like, trust me, all that, what a man, all them words a man tell you and all that stuff, he ain't got action behind it as far as, like, showing you that he can provide for you other than just sex. You know, sex won't really motivate you like that. So I've learned that in my 20s to not let sex be a motivating factor to be with someone it has helped me think logically versus lustfully like is this person truly good for me can I really do I really need this type of distraction in my life right now you know what are what what else are they bringing to the table other than just sex Cause like I said, sex is, you can get that anywhere, but what is a person really giving you at the end of the day? What are you gaining from that other than an orgasm? Also in my twenties, I've learned that life doesn't have to be as serious as we make it out to be. Yes, life has its serious moments, but it's okay to have fun. It's okay to not worry all the time not always have everything planned out to a t because as we know things don't ever go as planned it's okay to smile it's okay to laugh through the pain it's okay to cry when you need to cry yell when you need to yell but let shit go because you can't change it you can change you can change the future going forward how you navigate certain shit but you can't change what has happened so let things, let the past be the past and enjoy the current and prepare the best way you can for the future. 
I'm not going to say prepare for the future because the future is unpredictable, but prepare the best way you can. Also, I've learned in my 20s to just date. Like, go on dates, get to know people. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be strictly platonic. Like, go on friendship dates, go on self-date, go on family dates, go on romantic dates, get to know people without it leading to something else. You just date to date. You don't have to date with intentions of being in a relationship. If it happens, let it happen organically. It will happen if it's meant for you. But if it doesn't, you can't push somebody or the idea of being in a relationship with somebody just because y'all go on dates. Also, having open communication. A lot of us, this whole, I, I think my last episode it was nonchalant. Being nonchalant, everybody's, oh, everybody don't want to don't want to care no more everybody don't you know but like I said I think people are mistaking being nonchalant like oh I'm gonna just let shit be what it is and I'm not gonna care about it it just is what it is just because you're nonchalant doesn't mean you don't care it's just you're not going to spew out negative feelings that's all that is all so this whole, oh, I'm not going to show emotion, that, like, you can show emotion, but make sure that it's constructive and effective. Don't just be out here, you know, not being able to process your emotions intelligently. You got to have emotional intelligence navigating life, especially as an adult, as we get older, emotional intelligence is very important. Knowing how to communicate with people, knowing how to handle people in all their emotions. You have to know this stuff. And being able to handle yourself in all your emotions is very necessary. Because when we're just out here just doing stuff off of emotions versus logic, a lot of communication can get mixed up. And things get misinterpreted and it's not okay. You know, you may be feeling a certain type of way because of what they're showing you versus, and you just go off of it. Oh, you're treating me this certain type of way. Then fuck that. I'm gonna treat you like that. No, tell them, Hey, when you, when you treat me like this, this is how it makes me feel. Or when you show this type of, when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. And if they continue to have those same actions towards you and you keep feeling the same way, then leave them alone. Because you've already communicated to them your boundaries. You've always communicated with them how it makes you feel when they act this way. And if they're not willing to change, then fuck that. Go on about your business. I'm not going to keep begging somebody. My number, my top, I would say my top three when it comes to non-negotiables, when it comes to family, friends, romantic relationships, whatever. You got to have communication. We got to be able to communicate. It doesn't have to be consistent. You ain't got to talk to each other every day, but we got to be able to have open communication when we do talk. I got to be able to be honest with you and be constructively honest. I don't believe in being brutally honest. Ain't no, you don't have to be brutal with your honesty. You ain't got to sugarcoat shit, but you ain't got to be like, 
damn, you still doing that dumb shit? Like, versus, you know you could do better than that. You know you deserve better than that. Like, there's no such thing as tough love to me, brutal love, brutal honesty. Like, no, that's just a cop-out for being, saying really what the fuck you want to say that's on your mind. Like, really just being an asshole. Hey, you don't have to be brutally honest, bro. It's okay. Everybody ain't got to be a hard ass all the time. Like, just be honest. You can say shit in a way to where it doesn't offend people. And you know when you're about to offend somebody. And then sometimes, I'm not going to lie, you know, some people, when they're brutally honest, it's because they've been holding it in so long that they just don't give a fuck no more. Stop holding shit in. Like, just stop holding shit in. If it, if it offends you the first time or if it's getting on your nerves the first time around, say some shit. Say something. If you don't like how I talk, say something. Literally, if you don't like what I do, say something. Like, tell me how it makes you feel so I know not to do that around you. Don't wait till you done got fed up and now you want to be brutally honest. Like, nah, and then now we about to have a problem because... You could have been told me this shit, but now you want to get tough. Like, no. So open communication is very important to me. A, a non-negotiable. Compromise. If you're not willing to compromise, I can't. I can't do that. Like, because I'm a person who's willing to compromise. I can compromise. I'm, you know, whatever. You, I can meet you halfway, but you got to meet me halfway, too. We, I'm just not going to be going my half and you're not going your way, your half either. So compromise is very important to me, non-negotiable. Also, I would say number three for me as far as non-negotiables, learning in my 20s what not to tolerate or will I, what I won't tolerate no more is... I would say open communication, compromise, and reliability. Like, if you say you're going to do something, I expect for you to do it. And, of course, if not, I know I understand that things come up. It's okay. But if it's something, it's always something that's coming up when when it's time for you to do something or when it's time for me for you to be reliable I can't you know I'm I'm not I can't work with that so reliability also in my 20s I would say I've learned to go outside my bubble I think being black in the black community it's oh you gotta listen to trap music you gotta do this to be considered cool you gotta you know you gotta be interested in this type of thing you always you should be wanting to club all the time smoke drink like we know the stigmas of the black community community on what we deem as being a normal black person or a a a typical black person you're supposed to wear this or you're supposed to do that go outside your bubble like i've learned to like art museums or go on train rides i go to sunflower fields i actually went to kersey valley sunflower field last week they opened up and it was nice like i went by myself hell like 
my friends are busy. You know, they got shit going on. And I, everybody can drop everything to go. And so I took myself. Be okay to go do shit by yourself. I learned that too. Be okay to do shit by yourself. It's, it's You will meet people there. You will meet people there if you just open your mouth and talk. So be outside. It's okay to be awkward. It's okay to be awkward. I'm awkward sometimes. I'm very awkward sometimes. And I'm goofy. Like, I'm very goofy sometimes. Like, I was, when I went grocery shopping in Publix, I was, I be rocking out to my car, in my car. I don't care. My fire-ass playlist, after a long day of work, or just in general, like, I've deemed every day to have a good day. No matter what happens within my day, I'm going to have a good day. And what brings me happiness and peace is listening to my favorite songs. So in my car or if I'm at home, like, I will be dancing. I will be singing. I will be the whole shebang. And when I pulled up to Publix, it was this older lady driving in front of me. And she was like, I couldn't help. We parked. We parked. And we parked across from each other. She's like, I'm sorry. She's like, but I could not help but smile the entire time we were, you know, driving to get to a parking spot. She's like, you were just so happy in your car and just singing. She was like, I just, I, I rarely see that. You know, you always see people being stuck up or looking mean all the time, but you look like you were just enjoying life. And I told her, I said, life is too short not to enjoy. I said, after a long day at work, I said, you wouldn't believe I had a long day at work. It seemed like everything that could go wrong at work did go wrong at work, but it was fine. It was fine. Like, hey, you got through it. Like, I made it through it. That's all you can do. When shit go wrong, you just can make it through it. And that's it. But I also learned to enjoy the beauty of the bad situations. Just because I had a couple hours out my day that were terrible doesn't mean that the rest of my day is going to be terrible. I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to carry on that 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 frustration the rest of my day. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us sit there and because we had a frustration experience or a frustrating experience at work or somebody made us mad or something could have happened, we go throughout the rest of our day being mad and upset. versus just leaving shit where it's at if you have a long day at work leave it at leave it at work if you if something went wrong at home leave it at home and enjoy the rest of your day because it's already happened there's nothing you can do about it it's already happened so if that means you gotta talk to yourself and yell in the car on the way to work to get it out get out that frustration that is fine or play blast your favorite song dance, sing to the top of your lungs in your car or at home or wherever you are and just enjoy the rest of the day because if you hold in that negative energy it's going to keep going like throughout your day shit everything that could go wrong will go wrong throughout your day y'all gotta excuse me because I'm cooking too so y'all might hear some stuff in the background other than music So, yeah, and make the most out of your days. That's what I say in my 20s, I learned make the most out of your days. End every day on a positive note if you can. 
or find positive moments throughout the day. Because I've learned that we typically remember the bad stuff the most. We always remember the bad shit that happens the most. That's the most clear memory in a person's in a person's mind. It's always the bad shit that happened. And I don't know why. I guess it's a, a trauma response of the body or whatever or whatever. But we always remember the bad shit. We remember every detail of anything bad that may have happened. But the good moments, they seem they seem real blurry at times. So my goal in my 20s, especially now, I call this year my selfish year. I've learned to rewire my brain to where I don't remember the bad shit. And I remember all the good stuff. It, and it helps me a lot. It helps me. Also, I'll say I learned in my 20s to take advantage of things that are happening now. You know, the Internet is big. Become an influence if you can. Or and when I say influencer, I'm not saying you got to be the next Jada. You're like, I'm going to be the next Jada waiter. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you don't. Like, you don't. A lot of people think of influencer as that. But you can be organically yourself. You will draw in the crowd that you like. Like, me being the awkward black girl. I'm awkward. I'm awkward as shit. Like, you wouldn't believe it seeing me, but I'm very awkward as hell. Like, if you know me... Like, really, or if you see me in environments where I'm not really comfortable, I'm very to myself. Like, I won't really talk like that. But once I get to know you and I feel your energy and I feel that your energy is organic, like, you will see a whole different side of me. I would get goofy. We would laugh. I would talk. But I'm very awkward at times. Like, I'm very awkward. And I feel like a lot of us, like, especially as black women or, you know, the to be popular black girls or whatever, black women, we always got to be deemed as cool. We got to be cool. We got to be the one that people want to be. I don't want to be like that. My thing is I do want to be able to inspire people. And if I could just have somebody to say, you know, because of you, I'm still here. Because of you and, and you being your organic self, I'm still here. That would be that's enough for me. You don't want to you don't have to want to dress like me. You ain't got to have the same mannerisms as me. Just be I want people to understand it's okay to be you and you being you is enough. So I've learned being myself is enough in my 20s. And if if motherfuckers don't like it, then fuck. I'm not for you. Like, I'm not for you. I live this life for me. The only person that's going to be in that casket or be in that cremator or whatever, when it's time to go, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. So I got to live my life for me and be my organic self and not who I feel like the world wants to see me as. Because growing up, I thought, oh, I had to dress like this to be popular. I had to do this to be popular whatever or to be deemed I'm not gonna say popular in my 20s because that's a high school mindset I would say to be considered a normal black girl to be considered a normal black girl I had to dress this way or I had to look this way my 
my hair had to be this way like no <laughs> I was so fucking depressed trying to be shit that I wasn't like because I just I oh you know the black guys you know the typical black guys that you want to date they are are attracted to this type of you know aesthetic of black women and it's like oh you try to fit that aesthetic because you really like them and it's just like maybe because you're not meant for them and they're not meant for you you're not fitting that aesthetic and me being my organic self I can truly say I have attracted more more men to me versus actually going out and I guess trying to fit the stigma like the ones that really like you for you will come to you like that's I don't I want every girl or woman regardless if you're black white or whatever you are your race nationality ethnicity may be be yourself be yourself stop trying to fit into this social media shit that they're trying to show to us that it's deemed like what is attractive for the opposite sex or whatever that you have to be in order to find a mate that's not that's not true be yourself and even if me not wanting to be because honestly even though yes this is like to me I've noticed this is the most like attraction I guess that men you know are coming and trying to take me on dates and stuff like that or trying to get to know me because I'm more becoming more self-aware and I'm starting to love this version of myself or you know this new version of myself I'm learning to love myself more it's the fact of I don't I don't I guess I'm not looking for anything and and it, I I'm very I always thank them for the compliments I always you know thank them for considering putting me taking me on a date but it's like right now I'm just chilling like right now I'm really just chilling I'm not looking for anything right now but to focus on my businesses and just be by myself I haven't been by myself in so long like I told you guys like my whole 20s I've been in a relationship like one year out of my 20s I was not in a relationship so I've been in relationships my whole 20s and I just I'm just right now if if I get in a relationship it just it will happen but as far as going out and looking for it I'm not I'm not I'm just not so be selfish in your 20s be selfish be selfish go you can go on dates but just because you going on dates don't mean you gotta automatically be in a relationship girls like it's okay to just be selfish tell people no tell if you can't do some shit no i can't do it it's not that you know i don't want to because sometimes we want to do shit but we can't but also, like, it's okay if you can't. <laughs> like, shit. If you can't, you can't. You can't. If you don't want to, shit. Fuck it. You don't have to. It ain't even that you can't do it. You might just not want to. Hell, I don't want to. And just let them know, like, hey, you know, I had a long day. I don't want to. Like, I just really don't feel like doing that. Or, you know, I just feel like being in the house today. If you want to come over for a little bit, like, I tell my friends, like, 
you know, sometimes I just don't want to. Like, it was this party that just happened back in my hometown. My best friend's in town from New York. And I really wanted to go. However, I had to work all this weekend. I worked from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I just, I got off work. The party started at 8. I would have had to get dressed as soon as I got home and hit the road in order to be there somewhat on time. And then I wouldn't be able to stay there alone because I would have had to hit the road back to come back towards Charlotte just so I can get to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So it would have been a waste of time really to get down there. So like I said, I just can't. And I told her, you know, I can't. I got to work. I really got to work. You know, I got to work. But it's okay to not be able to do shit. (laughs) It's okay to say no. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay not to want to do shit. It is okay. And when I say not want to do shit, if it's, you got to be able to tell the difference. Are you not wanting to do shit because, you know, you're tired or you just don't have enough time for it? Or is it being is it an excuse of you, you know, maybe you're depressed. But you got to look at a pattern, too. So I learned to look in my 20s, in my 20s, to look at patterns about myself. When I get into, like, patterns of I don't feel like I need, I want to do anything. Like, these creative ruts that I have. Is it because I'm truly having a creative rut? And what it's causing is because I'm overwhelming myself. Because I will put a lot on my plate to get done. And... Before I know it, my plate is crowded and it's clogging. So I have to tell myself, you know, it's okay to take one step at a time. It's okay to just focus on your podcast and wrap that up and then move to the next business. It's okay to focus on your cleaning business right now and, you know, wait a little bit and do your your purse. So I had to tell myself, like, stop putting so much on my plate. Because it really, I really will get into a creative rut. I will sit here and not want to do shit all day. And that's because I did it to myself. I did it to myself. And, but also look at patterns like of depression. I also notice like when I don't want to do shit, it's because I'm depressed. And I got to figure out why am I depressed? What's going on with me to where I'm depressed? What's triggering it? And I would say also my 20s, when it comes to that, to piggyback off of, it's okay to have therapy. It's okay to get therapy. I know, you know, a lot of people don't may not have proper health insurance to where they can pay for help, like pay for therapy sessions. But I really feel like if you can invest in it, if you're a college student, there are places on campus. We actually have, um, if you would go to A&T, there's actually a counseling um, department for students to go to and get free counseling. There's also other resources in your community. If you, you know, just Google, like I said, you guys can email me at the normal black girl podcast at gmail.com. I would be happy to do some research to see if there's some, you know, therapeutic services or in the community that is free or less of charge. Because I really feel like therapy, everybody should go through therapy. 
everyone should go through therapy. Especially if you find yourself always overwhelmed, your anxiety is high, you just can't think clearly, you have no motivation, go talk to someone. And I feel like with therapy, it's good to have a clean slate, somebody that doesn't know you that doesn't you know, have a perspective on your life or have type of judgment on your life already. That way you can be true and organically yourself. Like, And it's okay to be honest. I feel like a lot of us lie to ourselves and then we tell that lie to people. I remember when I first started therapy, I would tell one-sided truths. Like, oh, I would always tell like, with my dad, you know, I would tell them, like, yeah, I was kicked out. But, and, it, and I, truly I was, and I was kicked out for smoking. I was. I was kicked out for smoking weed. I took my grandmother's car. But I wouldn't, you know, I would make it sound better than what it was, I guess. Like, I try to be like, oh, yeah, my dad kicked me out for no reason. You know, because in my eyes it was no reason because it was very hypocritical. Like, why would you kick me out for something that you do yourself but then I started like well you know I was kicked out for smoking weed you know I would take my I took my grandma's car and I would smoke weed you know I took it to smoke weed and it's like damn I really should have took a car but did it cost me to be kicked out no so and just be being honest like be honest no matter if it's like we all do fucked up shit we've all done some fucked up shit like just be honest about it be straight up about it what else have I learned in my 20s? I've learned that, you know, for education, you don't always have to go to college. I do root for college. I do want everyone to have that college experience, have connections. College is good for connections. You're supposed to go to college to make connections because you don't know who you're going to meet and who they're going to be in the future. But that's everyday life, too. You don't know who you're going to meet out here, who you're walking past in these streets. And what connections or who they may know so college I do advocate for college but I just advocate for education in general you don't have to go to college you can go to a trade school hell go to online school go to YouTube University like hell learn you can learn trades online and then go uh, through YouTube and go get your license for it always go for for educating yourself read books read like do as much i'm an advocate for education of any type people who make the most money don't always have degrees let's be real like and depending on college is so you have to really be smart with college because a lot of people think oh you go to college get a degree you got to have a job no it really depends on what you go to school for and the connections you make while in school for you to have a good paying, at least a decent paying job when you get out. So really be smart about your choices on if you do go to college, what field of study that you're going to take. Because me, I went to school for physical therapy. And I knew I didn't want to go to be an actual doctor, but I could go to be a physical therapist assistant. However, if I would have did more research, I would have... I would have seen that I could actually went to community college and went for two years, got my associates and been a physical therapist assistant versus going for four years. If you go for four years, it's your intention on going to grad school and then, you know, to become a doctor. 
So what I did in four years, I could have did in two years and still been set. So it was a lot. It's a really, really look and see what you want to do for school and what you want your field of study to be. And I would say last but not least, in my 20s, I've learned that don't settle. Never settle. Never settle. I don't care if it's job, relationship, friendships. Don't settle for shit that you give yourself. You could always do better. Really don't settle. Whatever is out here, you can grab. You can grab. It's obtainable. And I just feel like if you feel like you should be romanticized, you want flowers. It's people out here that give you your flowers. Smell your flowers while you alive. I tell people all the time, if you weren't in my life when I was living, don't worry about when I'm dying. Because I don't want a funeral. I don't know about y'all. I don't want a funeral. I don't want a memorial. I, tell, I put my cousin over my um, my beneficiary over my life insurance policy. I tell her, cremate me and just throw my ashes somewhere. I'll be straight. Like, I ain't worried about how I go. I ain't worried. Once I'm gone, I ain't worried about all the other shit. Like, no. If they didn't appreciate me while I was living, don't wait till I'm dead to come and show love. Like, nah. Give me my flowers. People, show love to the people that give you your flowers while you're living. And you do that by giving them their flowers. So anytime I'll call my friends and tell them I love them. Like, I just told my best friend not too long ago. Um, I called her one day and I just told her, you know, I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate you for being a damn good friend to me. No matter what we've been through, like, and I, we've talked, like, throughout our whole friendship, 10 plus year of friendship, we've never had a disagreement. We've never fell out. We've never nothing. But we don't talk consistently either. But it's not that. But we still know, like, that's my best friend. If she need anything, I'm, I'm on it. And vice versa. If I need anything, she's on it. But we have that friendship that no matter how far we go, how long we don't talk, anytime we meet up, it's always a vibe. And I and I gave her her flowers. I told her I appreciate her. You know, I love her no matter what we've been through or however long we may go without talking because life happens. It's, she's always been there for me, that support system. And we all don't have that. And like I tell my brother, my brother Tevin, you know, check him out. TDD, uh, TDT, Gay City Guardian is his wrestling name. Um, he has actually a magazine line called Liddy Cosmetics coming out. Check him out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I, you know, I show him his flowers. You know, he just got a restaurant, a Jersey Mike's restaurant, you know, and I went and showed him love. I went and got a sandwich. She gave me a free sandwich, but I bought chips and stuff. I said, I got to give you something. I got to give the business something. But, you know, tell him I'm proud of him. Call him, make sure he needs if he good mentally, physically, you straight. Like, what can I do to try to make life easier for you if I can? If I have it, I got you. You know, even if you just need somebody to talk to or just somebody to listen. Because sometimes we don't need advice. We just need somebody to listen. I'll be that listening ear. But even my friend Kiana, I tell her she's um, the best mother. Like, it's her... You know, she's a new mother, but I tell her, you know, 
you may feel like you're not doing everything right, but you are doing it. You're not going to get shit right. We don't, we're not born knowing how to unclog a toilet. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a learning process. It's a development process. As long as the baby's okay, you're okay. Like, as long as the baby's okay, you're okay. You both breathing, you both ate. Like, you're doing the best you can. And if you need help, call me. Like, I don't know everything about having kids because I don't have kids myself. So I can't relate. But if you need somebody, if you just need a mental break, somebody to babysit, you know, I don't mind. Because a lot of times, like, we need mental breaks from shit. And last but not least, what I learned in my twenties, coming off of that, take a mental break. If you got to get away, if you don't need to log on to social media, you don't, you know, you can just get away. Do that. Get away. Go on a road trip. Like, I go on road trips all the time. Like, a lot of people don't know I be gone. I be gone. <laughs> I be gone. I be gone, y'all. I be gone. Like, this weekend, after I paid for my ticket to New York for my vacation and get all that settled, I, I'm more than likely going to take a, a trip to D.C. this weekend and just go to the museums and go out to eat. It depends on, you know, I pulled a lot of overtime, too, so... You know, like I said, it depends on what everything comes out to. But I definitely want to go to D.C. and just go look up in art museums and check it out. Even if it's just for a day or two. I'll probably just do a day trip and just get a hotel, spend a night, and, you know, just have fun and then come back down the road. But, yeah. Just take many trips. But, guys, that is the end of the episode i thank you guys so much for tuning in to season one finale oh my gosh so hopefully we'll see where it ends for season one hopefully you know i'm, I'm going for 6k now 6k streams since i have surpa- surpassed the 5k i'm so freaking thankful i don't i I feel like I have showed my gratitude, but I feel like I haven't, like, enough. I want you guys to be able to see my face, to see this smile, to really see, like, the love that I feel towards you guys for supporting me. I really want to thank you guys so much. And, of course, I'll be back in August for Season 2. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check me out on YouTube. Um, My first streaming episode will be on Tuesday. Um, so check me out at the Normal Black Girl Podcast on YouTube, as well as TikTok and Instagram. I'm trying to become more. I really don't like social media. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It can be overwhelming, but you got to do what you got to do to get where you need to be. So if that means, you know, I'm being there. I've learned that my podcast is, you know, help helping young girls and helping women in general, especially black women by you know listening to somebody that's just like them and we all are going through the same shit no matter our backgrounds or where we come from our financial status like we all go through the same shit as black women and that's why it's called the normal black girl podcast because at the end of the day we're all normal we're all the same when they look at us they're going to see the first thing they're going to see is a black woman and then get to us afterwards. 
get to know us afterwards, our characteristics and all that stuff. But when they see us, we're just another normal black girl. We're just a black girl. But again, thank you guys for tuning in to season one finale of the Normal Black Girl Podcast. It's your favorite introverted homegirl, Ty. And I'll catch you guys in August.